Hello, and welcome to Let's Talk Films. Your host is Matthew Mark Hunter. For a video version and more horror content, go to youtube.com forward slash MMH Productions. with my life and and what i do i really uh i don't want to be in the spotlight and i i can't be in the spotlight with with my job and and my personal life that's why i'm dressed like this and and why i agreed to do the interview if we could do uh more of a disguise Hello everyone, welcome to another Let's Talk Films, and now we have a very special guest joining us. Hi, this is LaBelle, the director of 20 Boys. 20 Boys was one of the last films in Daily Numbers, and a lot of people think uh, you need a great first film for people to remember it by, and a great last film to remember it by, and a lot of people have been talking about um, your film, which is very a great film indeed. Thank you, I'm, I'm very honored, I, I was very nervous. Uh going into it and creating it and i wasn't even sure if people were going to like it so to hear that that's that's really nice and, and i want to thank everybody for that what was your inspiration for creating um the film 20 and how did you come up with the idea for it so my inspiration for creating the film 20 was you had someone drop out you know days before the release and i've known joe filipponi the actor in it for a couple of years and i know that he had directed one of the films in deadly numbers and he's worked with you on some of your other projects and has talked very highly about you so he reached out and said that you were looking for a director and i've always wanted to try and and dabble in it so then we started talking and i figured why not i have nothing else to do in quarantine i have just kind of been staying by myself uh and i figured i would give it a try i got the inspiration for 20 boys um because during quarantine and covid i've been watching a lot of documentaries on serial killers and the like just because i'm very fascinated with the human psyche i have a background in psychology i studied it in college i've worked as a crisis intervention trainer with police officers so i've always been very fascinated by what makes people tick um i studied abnormal psychology in in college and for a while i thought maybe i would go into that and work in in mental institutions um so i i wanted to create something that showed that psyche of of a killer and one of the things that i never have understood even though i don't have any children and i have never had any desire to be a parent or to have children 
I have never understood how someone could hurt a child. I've never understood how someone could murder a child. Um, so I wanted to try and, and explore a character who did. And I didn't want to just make something about a scary, you know, boogeyman. I didn't, I didn't want to do some kind of supernatural nightmare on Elm Street type of thing. I wanted a real person. Um, I wanted to, to have a person who maybe he was starting to go insane. Maybe his conscience was getting the better of him. And that's why I chose to film it the way that I did, that this was almost a confessional video that was sent to the police. Um, and that's also why I kind of, at the end, chose to to have it that way where you don't know if he's being haunted by the ghosts of these boys or if he's just gone insane or or what's going on so i, I wanted to kind of show hopefully that arc um and there there was a lot of stuff that we shot more exposition of of when Joe's character first started killing. He talks about his first kill and and some of the other ones and, and why he chose to bury them where he did. And Joe started off, you know, very not nonchalant, but but it, it wasn't a big deal. It was just something that he did. And he had, you know, in his mind his good reasons for it. But then at the end, you see uh, him going crazy and, and maybe even starting to doubt himself. So I wanted to show that arc of someone uh, because I like to believe maybe it's naivety, but even the most evil, horrendous people still have some shred of conscience and heart and soul and maybe some form of regret for what they've done. Very, very deep meaning as well. So being a, say, first-time director as you are uh, for your project as well, and IMDb as well, what put that spark in you to become a director to, even if it was like last minute to finding out, what do you think you're going to be doing more pursuing this career after? Or was this maybe like a one-and-done thing? Or where do you see yourself going along with this? Um. I mean, if I get more inspiration, maybe I'll, maybe I'll do more. Um, but I know just from being friends with Joe what the business is like and what you have to, to do in it. And so I personally do not have any desire to, to pursue that as a profession. Uh, I do not want to be a professional filmmaker or a director. Uh, so I'd probably do movies for myself and and maybe just show them to friends who come over um or if there was more things like this where it's a collaboration and i was asked to to do it to help out a friend then i would um but with my life and and what i do i really uh i don't want to be in the spotlight and i i can't be in the spotlight with with my job and and my personal life that's why i'm dressed like this and and why i agreed to do the interview if we could do a more of a disguise 
liked it. Um, but I'm, I, I had fun and I, I can see why people would want to do this as a career and why people get addicted to it. Uh, before this, the only kind of creative stuff that I had done was uh, through writing. And I had thought of maybe being a true crime writer, uh, but I just, I didn't want to handle the rejections and I didn't want to be in the spotlight. I'm a very shy person. I'm a very quiet person. Um, so when I got this, then I, I turned to my neighbor who is a writer and I asked if he could come up with a little outline because I wasn't sure if I could do it. I, I've never written a script before. And I know he's worked as a script doctor, J.L. Mabritz, and, and he's worked with some of the studios and some of the networks as a script doctor and a dialogue writer. And he came up with a really nice outline and some really good dialogue that Joe was able to improv off of and play off of. And I think if I didn't have him and if I didn't have Joe, it wouldn't have turned out as, as well as it did. They both kept assuring me throughout the the shoot that it would be fine and and that it would be good and that the vision that I had and the story I wanted to tell would be told. So based on the film when watching it, there's a lot of uh, emotion to the one character for acting wise and for directing and creating the film. You must uh, be comfortable with how anyone is, no matter what they are, body like, uh, just because of the, the nudity involved in the film. So for you, when creating a film, what was one of the hardest things and then the easiest part for making the, the 20 of the boys? I think the hardest thing was the, the nudity. Um, I wasn't sure if I should do it. I wasn't sure if it would play. I wasn't, I wasn't sure if it was needed. Um, I, I did have a cut that did not have the nudity and did not have the jerk-off scene. And when I looked at that, the film didn't feel complete. And, and it felt like it was missing something. And I thought, well, maybe I need to put in some of the earlier dialogue things. So I tried that. And it just still didn't feel right. So I went back to the cut with the nudity. And, and it just felt like that was the story I needed to tell. Um, I made sure that Joe was okay with it, and he was. Um, he he was very professional, and he made me feel comfortable shooting it because I had never shot anything like that, and I didn't want him to think that I was doing it to be creepy or that I was gonna you know use it to to do whatever later. Um, which, you know, we've been friends for a while, so he knows that I would never do that, but you still kind of, I, that goes through your mind. I think when you have people in those vulnerable situations, you want to make sure that they still trust you and that they don't have any doubts. Because um, I've never done anything like that, but I can only imagine what it must be like for an actor to be completely naked on a set or if they had to do a sex scene. Um, you want to make sure, especially with the internet, that it doesn't get out where you don't want it to get out or that people won't be able to use it against you later. Um, so I just, I, I really wanted to make sure he was he was okay with that. 
because uh, I know also that, uh, and I know I can speak about this because he's been very open in the past about it. Uh, Joe has struggled with body dysmorphia and he struggles with body issues and, and body image. Um, and so I asked him, I said, if you, if you, if you don't want to show your body like this, that's okay. And he said, no, he said, cause maybe if I show, you know, the nudity, then maybe there's other people who maybe look like me or struggle with body images, like they'll be okay with it. So maybe it could be an opportunity like that. And I said, okay. And, and I said, if there's any, if, if I ask you to do anything that's uncomfortable or you don't want to tell me and we'll change it but we didn't run into to any issue like that very good of a considered director as well respectful which is real nice to have on set um good directing from you as well um so with all the background you have um and the things you know and what the film is based off of it seems like you must uh, either watch or know a lot of crime shows crime dramas and things like that is there one in particular mm -hmm. that speaks to you the most or do you have like a, a movie like a movie that really brings it all together that inspires you or like a certain director this this might sound funny but i like watching the old mystery tv shows from like the 80s and the 90s uh the murder she wrote and the diagnosis murders and the father dowling mysteries because I've always been, I've, I've always loved mysteries. Agatha Christie is one of my favorite authors. Um, in terms of more traditional crime shows, uh, because of my background, I gravitated toward Criminal Minds and would I, I watched that all the time when it was on. And I think they did a beautiful job of showing that world and, and showing the different types of people that they had to deal with in that job. Um, in terms of movie directors, I really, it, it's not really a, in the same genre, but I really like Quentin Tarantino. I like what he does. Um, and I do also like Stanley Kubrick. I think he was really good at setting up shots, at doing backstory, and at showing the arc of characters. I think he, there's a reason why people in the industry and, and I see interviews with directors, a lot of them mention Kubrick as an influence and I can see why. As a side note, do you think like all good stories have been already made into films? Because I'm sure there's a lot of more uh, serial killers and people in the world who still have been unknown and mm -hmm. been brought out to them. So do you think all good stories have already been made into films or no? I don't think so. I think that there's always new stories that are coming out. I just the other day was watching a Dateline about an actress who was convicted of murdering her uh, uncle. And she was in a horror movie where she played a killer. And this was after she was out on bail for, for the murder. And the cast and crew didn't know it until later, and that movie is still unreleased. Um, so I, I think, you know, that's a story that we haven't seen. What if there was a, a serial killer actress who was living a double life or maybe going into a, 
a horror movie and actually killing the the other actors and the crew. I don't I don't think that there's been a story like that. Um, I think, and not so much horror, but I think we've got stories that we can tell with the LGBT community. And I personally am not part of that community, um, but a lot of my friends are. A lot of my friends are transgender, and I know that their stories haven't really been told. So I think we can do more with that. I think with what we've seen with COVID and with what we've seen with stuff like Black Lives Matter and people now speaking out against Asian hate, I think we've got stories there that can be told and stories that can be used to teach. And they don't necessarily have to be movies for adults. I don't think they have to be R-rated films. I think we could maybe find filmmakers who could do stuff that's geared toward children to teach them not to hate and to teach them to be more tolerant. Um, and I would like to see those stories. Yeah, there is a, it is a good audience, uh, good audience that the adults have all this content and then a lot more kids content nowadays don't uh, show or explain things that's happening in the world as much as some do. Uh, Sesame Street does it a, a little bit with some of the themes going on, but even back in the day, like Mr. Rogers, he would um, explain everything, talk to kids about what's going on, and say how everyone's, exactly. it doesn't matter who you are, everyone's the same and equal and everything, which I think Children should be brought up more. Yeah, there should be brought up more of that, which shows explaining to kids, like, doesn't matter who you are, who you feel you are inside, who you want to be, uh, you are who you are, just be you type of thing. I agree. And children will understand that children are smarter than we give them credit for. Yes, and I think a lot of people should also talk about the dangers of children, like uh, child tra trafficking was a big thing as well, uh, which should be sh talked about more in general in the media. Uh, and the kids, let's be safer, like don't talk to the strangers, uh, watch you know you just got to really be uh, look out on the safety of everything I agree and especially with social media and so many I have friends who they've got young children you know three four years old that have their own cell phones that know how to get online that know how to get on YouTube and you really have to wonder okay what are these kids getting into do the do these parents really know or do they really know exactly how much their children know? And I think even, it doesn't even have to be young kids. I think even teenagers with social media and now they're, they're so much more exposed to sex and sexuality at such a young age. Can they really, can they protect themselves against being being a victim or getting into situations that they shouldn't? Yeah, I know one of my younger actresses who's been on set, maybe 10, 9, around that age. But she did, a, like, karate and, like, black belt training and all that. And I know they told me one thing that they taught her in the class was they put a bag over her head, kidnapped her, tied her arms and then they threw this girl in the trunk and she had to get a way out and they taught her 
how to escape this, how to deal with it also. So then when they did it, she was able to break free and get out of the truck with her lessons. So, I mean, having things like that is a real good way to teach kids how to either defend yourself or get out of situations, which when I heard about that, I really wish they had that when I was a child too, to learn. I know. I Well, I know that Joe studies martial arts and one of the ones he studies is Krav Maga and they teach that as well and they've they've got a lot of kids at the Krav Maga studio and they teach how to get away from strangers and and even if a stranger comes up to the kids with a knife or a gun how to yeah. protect yeah. themselves and get away they even teach some of the kids what to do if they're with their parents and their parents are you know about to get abducted or being held at gunpoint what to do with that and i think that is so smart yeah i think they should have more of those and when I was younger, because I'm 20 right now, but if they would have had that when I was a kid, my mom even said she would have taken me to it and I would have learned some of this stuff because it's really important, especially nowadays, to know mm. what you're doing in situations. And it's, it's it's such a big problem in the world with kids and even guns alone, because every day on the news, you keep hearing about a new shooting somewhere and it's like, it's it's you shouldn't feel like you're used to it but with how much it goes on it's like some people just doesn't phase but it's just such an important thing that it, it's always going to happen like it seems every day something's going to happen with the guns and shootings and someone's dying from it and desensitized. yeah it's they really need to do more work with that as well and teaching people about it i know um, we kind of got off the topic of talking about films and the movie but it's an important thing to talk about as well and i hope that you know maybe that was one of the reasons why i chose to make the type of movie that i did because maybe it will get people talking about this and and maybe some people will see it and put their kids in a karate class or make sure that their kids know what to do with strangers or even it doesn't have to be strangers, even with a neighbor or a family member, and, and make sure that kids know that if, if someone is doing something or tries to do something to them, that they can go to their parents or go to their teacher or whoever they trust and protect themselves and get help. Yeah, that's real influ uh, needed. So I know you're more of a private person, um, so I'm sure you don't have too much out there to like uh channels and uh like social media apps and stuff like that you're more of a very tight person correct yeah. because of because of my job i i can't really be too public on social media so i don't i don't have social media i'm not on any of it and i don't want to be i think social media is a waste of time i would rather be reading a book i'd rather be watching you know something on tv that's making me think that's that's growing my mind i'd rather be at a museum well i thank you for the time you brought out uh, from out of the enclosure you've been in to speak to us about the film um i hope everything goes well with what you're doing in the future thank you and see what happens in the next few years with you uh it's good to have it's good to have like a private thing so i respect that as well um so thank you for coming on and talking thank you for having me anytime